Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody from Philadelphia, 76ers. All right, all right. Let's get started right now. Matt Murphy, Lauren Rosen, Devon Givens back for another Sixers Twitter Spaces coming off a 122-97 win for the Sixers against the Clippers on the road. The Sixers are now 46-27. and We do these live on Twitter and then as podcasts, they're posted after every Sixers win. It's good to be back. We'll bring Devon in, but Lauren, I got to start with this. What's up, Miss Rosen? How was game two in Los Angeles? Thank you, Matt, for bringing us in that way. It was really nice. The Sixers were sort of due, it felt, for a route for a big victory, 122 to 97. They came out hot and then they stayed hot. They maintained a lead. Doc Rivers got to go to his bench a little bit heavier there at the end. And that's what the Sixers wanted to get done. Now, of course, facing a big challenge tomorrow in Phoenix, but doing so on a roll after one of their best wins yet this season, in my opinion, or at least one of their most decisive wins and then maybe one of the best wins in the James Harden era. So the vibes were high in the words of Tobias Harris. The sun was bright, the vibrations were right, um, and the Sixers got it done. Yeah, and before we get into the box score, well, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know, I was channeling my inner Tyrese Maxey there because he has been calling Lauren Miss Rosen, Miss Rosen a lot lately, particularly <laughs> on in recent games, after recent games, whatever the case might be, but... Before we run through some of the numbers, let's welcome in Devon Givens of 97.5, the Fanatic, a Sixers insider, the host of the Sixers pre and post coverage on the radio with Tom McGinnis. Devon, welcome back. The Sixers get 56 points combined between Joel Embiid and James Harden, 25 rebounds between the pair, and they really never made this one 
worrisome for anyone. They, they defeat the Clippers in convincing fashion. They take both L.A. games. What stood out to you before we break down some of the specific stats? Well, thanks for having me as always, guys. It's really good to be back. And, yeah, it was great to see those two really get it going and, and very early while the Clippers got off to a 5 nothing lead. After that, the Sixers just went on their sprint. The next thing you know, they're up 21-7. And right from there, you just knew that they had a, a good feel for the game and a good control of the game. And you just wanted to see if it was something that was going to continue. And continue it did. You always expect a run from the opposition but even with the run that the Clippers did had there was never really any threat that they were going to take the game from from them they were ready to go they completed it from start to finish and it was a great win sweep nice sweep in LA I'll take it nice LA sweep and Lauren take it away with some of the stats from this one of course Phoenix is up next on this road trip but they took care of the Lakers and they took care of the Clippers Embiid and Harden led the way with double doubles but what else did we have on the stat sheet as i jump in take a close listen and whatever stands out to you send us a message what are you excited about what do you want to talk more about as we go through this box score so get your twitter fingers ready because we're going to answer any questions that you guys have james harden led the way he was big early he was big often 29.15 rebound double-double. Those 15 rebounds mark his season high, plus seven assists, two steals, and a block. Joel Embiid, a 27.10 rebound double-double, plus two assists, a steal, and two blocks. Matisse Thibel, 13 points, three steals. Matisse, five for six from the field. He made his only three-pointer. He made both of his foul shots. Tobias Harris, 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. Tyrese Maxey started off a little bit slower, found some big... Big buckets at the end, though. 11 points, five rebounds, and assists, two steals, and two blocks. So a solid defensive game from young Tyrese Maxey. Danny Green and Paul Reed each pour in eight points off the bench, marking a bench high. Shake Milton, seven points, five assists, which was a bench high. So overall, lots of contributions. And of course, when you have two guys putting up 29 and 15 and 27 and 10 in James Harden and Joel Embiid, you don't need a ton from the rest of the group, but the Sixers got quite a bit from the rest of the group. So just a balanced victory, never a doubt in this one. Really good to see the guys continue to build up chemistry as the regular season winds to a close. Just a solid win, guys, overall. Uh, What stood out to you? Send us questions, send us comments, like Gina sent us a video, which we could start off with. Gina says, no questions, no thoughts. Just James Harden pouring water on Joel Embiid and singing and dancing to I Want to Dance with Somebody. Lauren, did you get a look at that? Have you seen, did you see it up close? What What did you see in the yeah. arena? <laughs> I was sitting sort of perpendicular to the bench, so I actually had a really good view um, of some of those moments. They played I Want to Dance with Somebody for a long time in the arena, and I think the the Sixers were just feeling the good vibes. That moment happened, and then DeAndre Jordan is is sort of holding his arms out and spinning around. It was it was a little bit surreal. It wasn't really what you normally see a bench of NBA players doing. But the, again, the vibes were high, and for good reason. So yeah, a really funny moment from those two, uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid, developing a really funny chemistry on and off the court. The two of them are really different um, as individuals, but they seem to really be enjoying each other um, and. We can hope maybe that James will continue to bring a little bit more silliness out of Joel because they're they're lifting each other um, on and off the floor. Really, really fun stuff. 
Great start to the game, Devon, from James Harden. Great start to the game from the team on defense. I'll, I'll bring in a Doc Rivers quote when asked about what stood out. Quote, our defense, we didn't shoot the ball. We were, what, 38% at halftime, up 20. That tells you the defense is good. Joel and James had it going. Actually, I thought Joel missed a lot of shots he makes on most nights, yet he still had a dominant game. That's just who Joel is. But James was comfortable tonight offensively. But I just thought our defense stood out in the first half. So for Doc Rivers, it was the defense. For me, I thought this game is a lot closer if the Sixers aren't knocking down threes at such an efficient rate. And even Harden and Embiid in particular. Harden had the three-point shot going early and often. I like that he took so many in the first half and made a bunch, obviously. And Joel making a three from the the Crypto Arena logo was one of my favorite moments of the game. So yes, the defense kind of set the tone, but what did you think about the three-point shooting? Because for me, the efficiency to make the 15 threes helped them kind of keep the Clippers at bay throughout the entire game. Matt, plus seven, right, in the three-point uh, category where, yeah, you're right, they made the 15 and uh, the Clippers only eight. So to have that going and to see it dropping early, and when you bring up the James Harden part, it's the thing that we've talked about just a little bit already uh, with his time here is some of the shots seem short, and now he seems to have that, or at least last night he seemed to have that lift again uh, in his legs and, of course, with the shot, having a good arc instead of it being more of a beeline towards the basket so once he had the one falling and the other one for me was a catch and shoot opportunity been saying this the ball's going to come swing to him and a catch and shoot where he doesn't have to put the ball in the floor he just has to simply fire it up like everyone else does when the ball swings around his way for an open opportunity and he dropped it and when he did drop it once again you just see it play out that way and now he has a step back on he feels good about how he feels, how the ball feels in his hand, and knowing that the defense is at his mercy with what he is doing. And he just played a tremendous overall basketball game. And just going back to the defense that Doc Rivers spoke about, it was the 9-0 run after the 5-0 start that really got it going when James Harden got the steal leading to the Matisse Thibel alley-oop. Then Matisse Thibel once again getting his paws in the passing lane and going for that break, which forced the timeout by Tyron Lue. And after that, it just seemed like it was contagious. They just they, they looked like they had a, a different energy, a different bounce to them overall uh, once they got things going after the 5-0 deficit. Winona is excited about Matisse's performance. So not a question about Matisse, but Winona says he's got his dunk on fire emojis. Um Matisse Thibel, it's a trend when he scores in double figures, Lauren, that the team plays well. I thought his impact, obviously, on the defensive end is so often the case. Three steals and all five starters when you ran through the box score in double figures, they actually took or no, they didn't take a steal away. So all of them had at least one steal. Thibel with three, Maxie and Harden with two each, and then Harris and Embiid with one. But Thibel, an efficient night shooting let's let's talk about him 
Yeah, Doc Rivers immediately post-game, his first takeaway from last night's game was how well the defense looked um, in comparison to the last few nights. And he went on to say that that obviously starts with Matisse Thibel on the perimeter and Joel Embiid in the post. But the two of them setting the tone for the team, you mentioned it, everybody in the starting lineup had at least one steal. Uh, Tyrese and James each had two. Matisse had a team-high three, actually tied with Paul Reed, who also had a team-high three steals last night. We got to get to B-Ball Paul Paul. in just a minute. Shout out B-Ball. Shout out to the Blue Coats, playoff bound. (laughs) I was in Delaware. (laughs) I was in Delaware pregame, so it was perfect timing. The Blue Coats clinch a playoff spot, and then the Sixers game hadn't even started yet. But yeah, B Ball Paul gets in at the end, and he contributed to that 12 steal total for the Sixers, but so did Matisse Thibel. A beautiful day of basketball for Matt Murphy. But yes, great defensive energy um, from across the roster and starting with Matisse Thibel. And then, of course, Matisse has, as Winona says, a really good offensive game. The Sixers now 10-1 and when he scores at least 10 points in a game. And usually I think that's going to become a pretty good indicator. If, if everybody's getting involved, if Matisse is getting involved in an opposing defense, has to account for Matisse Thibel. You know things are going pretty well offensively. Your team is pretty dangerous because the other four in that starting lineup can get their buckets on their own and they can get quite a few as we've seen from James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. But when Matisse Thibel is five for six from the field, when he's cutting the way that he does, when he's getting those pick six opportunities the way that he did last night, this is going to be a dangerous team. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the confidence with which he played offensively last night. And I think Sixers fans in the building did as well. That was a really cool thing that I will add about being there in person. It really felt Kind of like a home game for these Sixers. Uh, lots of MVP chants early for Joel Embiid. The people love Tyrese Maxey on the West Coast. So really cool to, to see that energy once again. If, I don't know if anyone listening was there, but you guys did an amazing, amazing job, Sixers fans, uh, out on the West Coast for both games. Sorry, but back to Matisse Thibel. Devon, your thoughts? <laughs> 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 no, it did sound like you can hear it. Of course, me doing the broadcast uh, back at the studio, you could hear it. And I'm wondering, I'm like, are they cheering for someone from the Clippers or are they cheering for the Sixers? And then as you just listening more closely and throughout the game, you could tell that they were chanting MVP. And and, and certainly the Sixer fans were, were present in the building last night. And that was cool to see. But as far as Matisse Thibault goes, we know at this stage of his career, he's not there yet where he's a shot creator for himself as much as we may like. And when you bring in a playmaker like James Harden, you add to him what Embiid was doing with Thibault, cutting along the baseline, making himself available as that backdoor cutter, getting those easy dunks, layup opportunities. And now you have James Harden, who, as we saw on the fast break, he has mind made up. He knew he was throwing that alley-oop to Matisse Thibault, um, rewarding the guy for running the floor, playing good defense overall like he does. He knew it was going there. And then he hit him again for another one, a backdoor for a layup opportunity and then he knocked down a three later on so it's just encouraging to see him when he plays like that they are tough to beat because his slashing is cutting making himself available he has good hands he goes up and he finishes with the dunk more so than he does with the layup and then when the three-point shot starts to fall then that's something that will really make them an even more dangerous team than they than they already are at this point so uh, really good to see him do that again, and you're going to have to have that going forward. We know that going into the playoffs because there are going to be a lot of wing players that are going to be tough to defend, 
but his energy, he never seems like he's fatigued. He never seems tired when they're back on the offensive end. And he just continues to find those little gaps within the defense and make himself available once again for those easier opportunities. So, again, encouraging to see that last night. Hey, it's Joe Conklin. Join me for Conklin's Comedy Night at Parks Casino, the number one casino in Pennsylvania and the official local casino partner of your Philadelphia 76ers. Tune in to 76ers games for special Parks Casino offers for fans. Watch all the action on the big screens in the Liberty Bell Gastro Pub or the Beer Garden. And come see me live with comedians from all across the country in 360 at Parks Casino. Visit parkscasino.com for tickets. Must be 21 or over gambling that was a theme in pregame media availability last night, talking about Matisse growing into a starter this season because he did not start consistently uh, early in the season, but now of course has become a consistent member of that starting five that has been so dangerous at, at times like last night. Um, but worth noting that Doc Rivers said that they originally liked to sort of stick Matisse on the best defender a little bit into the game to add a lift off the bench and to slow down whatever the opposing team has going. But that sometimes when you bring Matisse in off the bench, whoever that best player on the other team is has already gotten hot they already have eight or ten points they're already feeling themselves um, and then Matisse is maybe not quite as effective in the long run and and Doc Rivers says he's he's loved watching uh, Matisse sort of start to give great players trouble early um, and I think that that was an interesting theme to watch and then of course you have to give him props for for being ready and being able to play heavier minutes the way that he has of course a- averaging around 20 minutes per game in his first two NBA seasons and then now as a as a more consistent starter that that number continues to rise so good for him for staying ready being able to to play those heavier minutes and then you guys have mentioned three-point shooting I just wanted to add the the Sixers each in that starting lineup each had at least one steal they also all made threes um headlined of course by James Harden's four but the efficiency was there Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey each two for three from three Matisse made his only attempt um, and Tobias made two of them as well so really cool to see when when that that first unit especially is clicking they're playing really good defense as evidenced by the steals and they're shooting really well uh, evidenced by the three-point shooting so so really cool to see them sort of click on all cylinders last night Right. And when Doc says the defense stood out, especially at the start and the shooting at halftime wasn't where maybe they wanted it, the three point shooting, it ends up the numbers look phenomenal. I mean, they all made one in the starting lineup. And for most of them, it was two or more on only, you know, three, five for Harden. It was four of nine, but three or five attempts. So it was efficiency from beyond the arc, like we've been saying and the starting group continues to gel iq sent sent me a question where do you rank the tyrese and harden backcourt among the top backcourts in the nba and i think just by getting that question it it sort of is a good thing to have going if you're the sixers the fact that tyrese maxi can have an 11 point game on a night where james harden really has it going with 29 points 15 rebounds and seven assists we've seen it the other way around maxi kind of picking up Harden in recent games and that's a nice not even problems not the right word Devon but when people are asking about where you rank Tyrese and Harden among the top backcourts they kind of play off each other and whoever's got it going takes the lead and Harden is going to be that guy on a lot of nights and he was against the Clippers with a huge first half but they're working with each other quite nicely and working off each other quite nicely. 
They are. And just to be fair to both of them, and, and I appreciate the question. It's a great question. However, for me, there's not enough of a sample size just yet. I want to see it a little bit longer before I have an opportunity to really rank them as a backcourt. But so far, so good. Uh, the dynamic of Maxi's speed playing off of it, off of Harden's uh, uh, Hall of Fame ability that he has in year two and only less than what less than 15 games with these two in the lineup. Uh, it, it's a little unfair to uh, uh, put them in any category right now of a backcourt just yet until we see a little bit more because I don't want to go too high and then I don't want to go too low knowing what we already have seen in the backcourt in the NBA so far this campaign that have been together a lot longer. But I like what I see. I like the confidence that continues to build from Maxi playing with James Harden, always willing to learn, always willing to listen. And as you mentioned, the 29 points that Harden had to only Maxi's 11, Harden had, the sl- had it running. You found the hot hand and you kept going to it. Maxi got his later on, and that's all that that's all that they needed last night. They didn't need Tyrese Maxi to have his 17 or 18 or even more in that game last night. Just the way that things played out overall, especially when you also have the bonus of the 11 points from Matisse Thybulle in the starting lineup, the double figures of Matisse Thybulle in the starting lineup as well. So uh, I'll get back to me or us overall on the uh, backcourt a little bit later after we see them a little little longer. And, and have a better idea of where they fit in the structure of the rankings backcourt-wise in the league. I mean, look, we, we can keep going for a while on, on how, how well the Sixers were able to play together last night, but I'm seeing some questions. BLSG asks, thoughts on the Sixers' next two games against the Suns tomorrow and the Bucks on Tuesday. Those, of course, Ooh. two really big matchups. Yep. It's good what, to have Devon Gibbons guys... here to talk about the Phoenix Suns for sure. What's been going on with the Suns <laughs> lately? They're obviously winning a ton of games this season. They're first in yeah. the West. They have the best record in the league at 60 and 14, and they're on another long winning streak. So give us the, the rundown on the Suns of late. Yeah, so the winning streak that they're currently on is a seven-game win streak right now, and 60 and 14 on the season with the best record. They've clinched the best record in the NBA for the 21-22 campaign already, so that's out of the way. And they've just been playing really well. Devin Booker, since he's returned from his uh, COVID protocol, health and safety COVID protocol, they were still playing well. So without Chris Paul, I believe the number is 14 and four, if I'm not mistaken, uh, since Chris Paul has been out of the lineup after the All-Star break. And they've been playing some still just Phoenix Suns basketball. Everyone next man up, stepping in. Torrey Craig, who was acquired in the trade with the Indiana Pacers. Jabari Smith going to Indiana. Torrey Craig coming back to Phoenix. And all he has done is fit right in with where he was before last season as part of the rotation of that finals run. Landry Shamit still shooting the ball really well. DeAndre Ayton playing really well in the middle against a, a lot of good opponents, of course, in the middle. And then you have uh, Chris Paul now returning, finally, uh, after for his first game, this past game that they had, where they just got right back into it. They didn't skip a beat with who the Phoenix Suns are. They trust themselves. They trust the system that Monty Williams has running. And they believe, most importantly, every time that they step on the floor, that they can beat any opponent. And the, the other good part about them and is that everyone there's no surprise anymore. Everyone knows who the Suns are. They're gunning for them. 
and they step up to the challenge every time. Now, the Sixers did play them really well earlier in February, uh, second night of a back-to-back for the Suns, and the Sixers were up in, later in the game, but the Suns ultimately came back and walked away with the W. So I, I believe that it will be a fun one for sure, and this is the first opportunity to see the Suns play the Sixers version with James Harden in the lineup as well. And yes, I did leave Mikael out. I don't want to sit here and just start talking about him. You know, but I mean, yeah, he's playing well too. I mean, and that's what, that's why they re-signed him. That's why they extended him uh, to be that, that player that he is a defense player of the year candidate. And he's just playing at that level and, uh, and lifted up his offensive play as well, where his points per game has, have gone up, obviously, with Paul out and needing others to step up, like we mentioned. Mikhail has done the exact same thing, and he's shooting the ball well, putting the ball on the floor, and still playing the phenomenal level of defense that he has. Jeannie said, of course, I hope Philly's own and Devon's cousin, Mikhail Bridges, does well tomorrow. Oh, there's more. But I would love for the home team to go a perfect 3-0. and So that was the second part <laughs> of the message. And I, and I think that this road trip, albeit just three games, but when you go out there and you play in L.A. and you're there for maybe an extra day or two because you got the Lakers and Clippers back-to-back and and then going to Phoenix, another spot where NBA players seemingly like to go and it's the warm weather and all that, this trip has seemingly come at a great time with with Harden and and them trying to build this chemistry at this point late in the regular season. I think this is going to prove to be a really good and we can get Lauren's perspective on this in a second. But Devon, it feels like this is just a really good time for this trip to happen, regardless of the outcome against the Suns. You've already you've already won the road trip with the first two games. Yeah. And it, it feels like this these three games in particular and where they're located really came at a good time for the Sixers. And Matt, you're right, especially when you have an opportunity to bond. Uh, even though it's late in the season and they've had these mini road trips and maybe go to Chicago and Milwaukee, these few games that they'll have on the road. But as you pointed out, they're more of those those Eastern Conference uh, trips where you don't have to travel very far. But you're out on the West Coast, you leave on a Tuesday, you don't come back until, what, Monday after the Suns game or late Sunday night after the Suns game. And you have an opportunity again where it's just you and the plenty Sixer fans that were there last night, the coaching staff, and you have a chance to bond a little bit with your new teammates in DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsap, and James Harden. So I agree with you. I think something like this is is really good for them. And they have a few more road games to go. There are nine games left in the season. And they have, what, five more road games after, after tomorrow's game against the Phoenix Suns. And it, it's just a good time for them to bond, as, as I keep saying that, just to bond on the trip and get to know each other. Because not only does it help, of course, with your, 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 your friendship and all there off the floor, but that blends back to the floor also, where you can talk about those types of things off the floor. And the next thing you know, you're feeling a little more comfortable when you get to the basketball court based on just a simple conversation that you may have had with your teammate away from the, away from the play. A safe assumption to make indeed, Devon, it's something that the guys have talked about throughout this trip, uh, but that 
they are so short on, on time to really gel and mesh together, at least among that sort of starting unit and, and working James Harden and Paul Millsap into this team late in the season. Um, and they're relishing the opportunities to to spend time with one another. You've seen the photo, the photos and videos that came out of shoot around over the last few days, the both shoot arounds. Um, these guys not only enjoying the sunshine, but enjoying one another. And, and the vibes truly are higher, at least from what I've observed. It's a group that really does enjoy being with one one another. Um, and so I, yeah. I appreciate just being able to observe the way that they're coming together as teammates, sharing with one another on and off the court. It makes sense that the chemistry is building at a rapid rate because it does appear that they're, I, they're really enjoying one another out here. I have to ask you this, Lauren, seeing the photos that are up on social media, the ones that you have up there as well. What's with the guys walking around barefoot? With the <laughs> I, socks knew, on? I knew you were <laughs> going to say it. <laughs> What's happening here? I, I don't know. <laughs> so so I believe that for better or for worse, Matisse Thibel is a little bit of a trailblazer there. Um, for those that don't really understand how, how an NBA road trip works, there's not that much time spent in transit. You sort of go from a hotel to a bus to a gym, back to the bus, back to the gym. Um, and it is it is the job of our wonderful equipment staff to make sure that the guys' shoes are, are ready for them when they get to the court. So I guess um, the, the airtime, for a non a non basketball pair of shoes is pretty short, um, and Matisse, the the Australian now legend, uh, doesn't enjoy shoes that much. And look, I don't really support <laughs> I don't really support this trend. It's something that I try to give them a little bit of grief about when I can, as that's not an adult way to be in society, shoeless. But they don't care what I have to say, um, and I think that. Guys like Tobias Harris, like Furkan Korkmaz, um, they've sort of started to embrace the trend, the shoeless trend. Uh, so I don't really know what to tell you there. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's definitely strange, but if it's something that they want to bond yeah. over and it's going to help with team chemistry, I guess, I guess be shoeless outside. I mean, it's a California vibe, I guess. I don't really know what sure. to say. I can't defend it, but the fact that they all do it together, like there's something in there about camaraderie. Like, she, like I... I I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, you you tried. You did your best, and I and I'll take that. But it, it it was weird when I saw it, and I thought that it was pretty funny because not only one photo, there were multiple photos, and then the one that Matt shared, of course, with the team, the squad rolling deep, six players walking together throughout the concourse of the uh, of the uh, UCLA campus, I guess it is, and uh, no socks, only socks. <laughs> hey, at least at least at least the ground is warm. I'll take that. Well, they. Even if they get dirty, the Sox, they, they do have an endless supply, it seems like, of <laughs> NBA socks in all colors. But yes. who knows how superstitious some of these guys are, too. KC Sunshine said, it seems like the California Sunshine did the team some good. Alex Subers got some great photos while they were in L.A., and the team looked like they were having a lot of fun with each other. So that's a lot of what we just talked about. Totally agree with KC on... That one. And Lauren, this was mentioned on the NBC Sports Philadelphia broadcast about a dinner at Doc Rivers's L.A. residence and catching some March Madness together as well. 
Yeah, that was a staff dinner that, that Doc threw for his staff to sort of enjoy the weather and enjoy his time. And then he shared about it at Shoot Around that that's something that he likes to do to give back to the group. So again, the, the West Coast trip, not just good for, for player camaraderie, good for team camaraderie, good for everybody to get a little bit of vitamin D, get outside before getting back to Philadelphia and getting ready for the real work to begin this season. Um, I, w- I never used to, to believe in, in sort of weather's ability to change a mood but having spent four days in los angeles i think i get it now i gotta be honest (laughs) i love it and speaking of march madness i heard a lot of people involved in this space and with the sixers devon mentioned st peter's with the win doc rivers in his post game mentioned st peter's with the win so i wanted to shout out the st peter's peacocks playing in philadelphia and becoming the first 15 seed to ever reach the elite eight doc was also really happy post game about North Carolina and Hubert Davis advancing. So now he doesn't know who to root for, I guess, in that one with St. Peter's playing against North Carolina. But that's kind of adding to all of this. There's just basketball everywhere you look. Um, And one of the guys, college and pro, and and one of the guys in that photo of the the squad rolling deep was Isaiah Joe, whose Arkansas Razorbacks are, are still alive. He got in late. The game against the Clippers allowed the Sixers to go a little bit deeper into the bench. And if now's an appropriate time to talk about B-Ball Paul, then let's do it. Because I think my favorite question that we got on this space so far was just Paul Reed, question mark. <laughs> that was and, my favorite too. <laughs> and, and Paul Reed, it was from Dave. And Matt, I Paul, believe that that's actually supposed to be read Paul Reed, not Paul, Paul Reed. That's <laughs> Paul grammar. Reed? Yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry about that. Paul Thank Reed? you for understanding. Yeah, there you go. Continue. In six minutes, I only know him as B-Ball Paul. In six minutes, <laughs> B-Ball Paul with eight points, two rebounds, one block, one assist, three steals, like we said earlier. Missed a three, but made his four other shots. And that's what you love to see is somebody playing that hard late in the game and Paul Reed's motor is out of this world. I know he didn't try for a, a reverse dunk again, but it was the steal that led yes. that led to yes. the fast break dunk and he went a little conservative with it this time around. As he should have after that last <laughs> attempt. But no, yeah, the, the minutes that he provided and albeit late, it's one that you know, you both know and Sixer fans have been clamoring for him to get another opportunity to see what he could do with some minutes and he showed out well uh, last night in that one. So maybe that will, it, it may not come in the Phoenix game. It may not be in the Milwaukee game on Tuesday. It could be a game against the Detroit Pistons where Doc Rivers says, okay, uh, Paul Reed, give me five minutes here. I want to see if you can provide something with your energy and your athleticism as well. And just be a sound basketball player for what we're asking of you during that time. And that's what we're all looking for as we close the season down. We're seeing Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz more regularly now after the game on Monday against the Miami Heat. And they've played again. Well, once again, being back in the rotation. So who knows what this could ultimately turn out to be. DeAndre Jordan is your primary, but there may be a matchup where Paul Reed or even Paul Millsap fit better schematically and what with what Doc Rivers and Dan Burke like to do defensively with him as a as a young, more energetic, athletic guy. And the same thing offensively, where he might be a, a solid pick and roll player or one that sneakily 
gets back door as well and has an alley-oop opportunity or just simply crashing the glass like he does. So good minutes from him last night, and we'll see where it goes from here later on in the future. The Paul Patrol. Paul Reed, Paul Millsap. I try not to miss it. I don't know. Well, Millsap didn't play, so I, it, I vow to try to never miss a Paul Patrol outing again. I, I missed... They played together for two seconds at the end of the first half recently in a recent home game, and I, I, that one got, got away from me. But the Paul, I love when the Paul Patrol is out there potentially together. With the Milwaukee game coming up, that reminds me of when I talked to Paul Reed recently and asked him who he likes to see on the other side just for whatever reason, if he played him in college or played with him in college. And the first player that he named was Giannis, and I think it's because he likes the challenge of playing against guys of that caliber and and he had the block earlier this year so reed really gave the team some some energy and i imagine that the bench was fired up to see paul play so well at the end yeah the bench vibes always high for paul reed they love to cheer him on and there were some good uh reaction shots of the guys on the bench embracing paul reed and others last night they were really excited about danny green's work uh off the bench they were really excited about some of deandre jordan's work off the bench um deandre jordan worth noting a a second best or rather third best on the team but nine rebounds a bench high for the sixers he struggled a little bit early but he found his footing held it down and those nine boards five offensive rebounds for DeAndre uh pretty impressive stuff yes the vibes were high again I I know I already said it once on this podcast so I apologize if you if you've already heard me do it but the sun was bright and the vibrations were right that's got to be the main takeaway from the Sixers time in LA maybe a slogan for the the playoffs or the rest of the season I I like it that much but I don't know it, it definitely works when when the sun is shining out there on the on the west coast Um, I like what Winona has been saying this morning. Winona said, this is straight Cali. I lived in California for 12 years. The group broke out last night. What do you think about Shake doing his work? We haven't talked about Shake yet this morning, so let's do so. Um, Of course, we mentioned him in the box score recap, but seven points, five assists, that five assists mark a bench high and second only to James Harden among the group. Uh, Two rebounds, struggled a little bit more from deep, just one for four uh, from deep, but finding his rhythm to be sure. Um, Really cool to watch Shake sort of settle in and figure out how to be most effective with this group. Um, A reminder that Shake dealt with an injury at training camp. He dealt with COVID. He had a back injury that we didn't talk a ton about because I think Shake didn't talk a ton about it, but he really it was hard on him. Um, So to see him get back after a tumultuous, let's say, honestly, first 70% or so of the season, I think is a a welcome sight and and good to know that he's going to be there. He's going to be available down the stretch for this team. And we've already seen Shake Milton come up big uh, many times in his young career. Um, So looking forward to seeing what he's able to do. Devon, any thoughts on, on what Shake has been able to do over the last few games? Well, we highlighted, of course, the Miami game where he had the 20 points. That was great to see. The game against the L.A. Lakers on Wednesday, just a solid performance. Nothing really spectacular, but solid. And I think that's all you're really asking for him at this point, just to be solid, steady, don't make mistakes, and be himself. And if he sees an opportunity where he feels like he has an advantage, a mismatch to get get a bucket, then go do it. So last night, solid again good enough for him to continue to get minutes in the rotation, nothing to pull him out of the lineup at all next up against the Phoenix Suns. So just solid overall. That's Blue Coats legend, 
Sheik Milton, and I'm gonna yes, use he is. I'm gonna use this time to explain a little bit more about how the Bluecoats punched their playoff ticket or clinched their playoff berth. They did it on their home court, and if you haven't been to a Bluecoats game, they have four more regular season games. The Sixers G League team that plays in Wilmington, Delaware. They're all at home, and they're all coming up. So Sunday afternoon, Tuesday at 11 a.m., um, and then two more after that as well. And Miles Powell is on the Sixers roster as a two-way player in the clinching win, had 20 points in the first half. Here's a fun fact that ties in a little bit more of what we've talked about about Miles Powell. He was played at Seton Hall where he was recruited by then-assistant coach Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of the St. Peter's University Peacocks. So Miles Powell and Shaheen Holloway, who's really stepped into the national spotlight, have a very good relationship. And Charles Bassey was with the Bluecoats to help them clinch the spot. Big double-double for him, 19-12 and 12 with three blocks. So the Bluecoats are rolling right now. They're in the playoffs, and they keep producing players that get into the Sixers rotation like a Shake Milton. So the, the growth of the G League, the growth of the Bluecoats, it is real, and Miles Powell and Charles Bassey and company have things rolling under Kobe Carl in Delaware. You love to Speechless. see it. Matt Murphy Speechless. always, Speechless Matt Murphy about the always there, always there for the, for the Coats content. That is for sure. Big time, big time stuff. I want to go ahead and address a question or a comment rather from Gina, big, who big says I am, once, I am once again asking for a new episode of the Big Niang Theory. I will make you guys a promise. You're going to get one in the next few days. I have some editing to do this afternoon. It might not be exactly who you're thinking for the next guest, but I'm telling you, it's a really good episode. Uh, someone who played well last night, who's played really well this week. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna leave that as the hint for this guest, but I'm telling you guys, you're, you're going to enjoy this one. Um, and then we have some more episodes that, that George and I are going to record in the coming days. If you're unaware, the Big Niang Theory is George Niang's podcast in which he interviews his 76ers teammates and gets to know them on a deeper level. If you haven't listened to the existing episodes, there are interviews with George, with Matisse, with Tyrese, with Furkan. Who am I forgetting, Matt Murphy? I feel bad. But there are more episodes coming down the pike very shortly, and I'm really excited to share some in-depth content with some new players for you guys to get to know a little bit better. I think you got everyone. You would know better than me, but I don't think that you missed anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I see your requests. Um, Continue to send your requests. Tag George. Tag me. Uh, Let us know who you want to hear on the podcast next. I promise we have some really exciting guests coming up. Some verbal commitments to do the show uh, that we're excited to, to share with you guys. BLSG said, also feels great to be back on and listening to these Twitter spaces that you guys do. I don't really get to listen to too many of these because I'm busy with school the next or if something else pops up. So I appreciate you guys for doing this. Go out, all caps, go out and get that win tomorrow, Sixers. That's the energy we need heading into the Suns game. We love it. Thanks for listening. No doubt. Guys, any last thoughts, feelings before we wrap this one up? We will hope, guys, to be back with you uh, on Monday after a win over the Phoenix Suns, of course, holding the best record in the NBA right now. This is a big one for the 76ers, who are just half a game out of the first spot in the Eastern Conference. Um, Matt, Devon, I'll hope to see you both on Monday. Any final thoughts? 
big tests on Sunday, and it should be a good contest to see how they perform against the uh, best team in the NBA. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to hopefully being back with you both and everyone else out there in the Spaces world on Monday. Sixers Twitter Spaces after Sixers wins. Thanks, everyone. That's all I've got. Lauren, if you've got a final thought, please do. But thanks to Vaughn. Thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to you, Lauren. And continue to uh, bring the good vibes to the road trip. And, and the Sixers are looking to keep it rolling. You already know what my final thought is. As, is. as was the case in L.A., as is the case in Phoenix, the sun is bright. The vibrations are right. Your 76ers are on a roll, and it's going to be an exciting wow. rest of the regular season into the playoffs. Looking forward to talking to you both a lot more as the regular season wraps up and the playoffs begin. Matt Murphy, Devon Givens, thank you so much. As That's always, crazy. thank you guys the, for listening. The over-under was two and a half on the sun is bright and the vibrations are right, and you hit it with three. <laughs> you hit the over with yeah, three so if there. You guys, if you guys had the over, congratulations, cash in. I appreciate everybody, and we will talk soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.